One. Two. Three. One. Two. Three. Butter. Churn. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, churning your butter with commanderin. <laughs> I'm glad we have that isolated. <laughs> <laughs> so Smooth I'm Phil jazz. DeLuca Hot butter From Mandarin <laughs> I'm apparently Hot butter Watson <laughs> And this is Bath Mat Shiv Oh yeah mm. And we are Commanderin Why do we do this every preview, guys? Why do we do this every single preview? What, like get all silly and giddy? (laughs) I don't know, actually, but we do. It's like every chance we have. Piece of cardboard (laughs) landing hot in our laps. Hot cardboard. Tapping that. All day. Although you can't actually tap our new preview card, so... Um, Damn it! God. It looks like that's a shipwreck. Mm. But it makes anyway, things that get tapped. we're spoiling the spoiler. Crikey! Just like that butter. <laughs> Alright. Thanks for listening, everybody. We've got a wild show. <laughs> Planned for you. <laughs> We put a spotlight on community issues, but never, ever talk about four banned topics. Religion, politics, hearthstone, and (laughs) hip-hop. Man, the intro is so much better when you do it. (laughs) Because I can't help myself from just doing it like all wanko every time. <laughs> all wanko. Now that all is wanko. a bastardization of given Ixalan. Will we even be able to do it without talking about religion and politics? What with the vampistadores attacking the uh, the Empire of the Sun, True. and of course, Dino Pirates being completely an Hearthstone reference. Two ancient religions battling. I think it's a lot like the strapline to the film Alien vs. Predator. Whoever wins, we all lose. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, now, the set actually looks kind of cool. I didn't mean the set. I just meant, you know. (laughs) If you want to support us and our incessant rambling this episode... Go wherever it is you get podcasts, iTunes, yeah, other places, and give us a five-star rating. Write a review about how coherent we are in all of our intros and throughout the entire show, and what levels of professionalism we manage to maintain. 
Or you could visit patreon.com if you really want to support us and donate a buck a show. You go to patreon.com slash commander and MTG and donate a buck a show. Where we will celebrate you exactly like other patrons, including Gavin Verhey, who is a brand new patron of the show. How awesome is that? I'm not familiar with that name. <laughs> yes. Israel Solis, I assume... It's Israel Solis. Israel. You make him sound like the character from uh, one of the Wrath of Cain games. <laughs> and Timotheos. Don't forget to visit us on YouTube where you can see this fine episode and perhaps a bonus music video. So this week we have a wonderful show lined up for you. We have... A lovely preview card to share with all of you from the newest standard magic set, Ixalan. We are in the middle of preview season, and as you know because you're listening to this, it's Monday in the second week of preview season. Yay! And we have a really interesting preview card. (laughs) Ah, but first... We still have playmats for sale. They are up on our website. You can see them by going to Commander and MTG slash Our Products. You can see them in all of their black and desert beige glory. And people who order them will get a free Deadeye Navigator signed by Phil and Sean because that was before you came on the podcast, sir. We got the cards before you came on the podcast. and Or a God Pharaoh's Gift, which came after we went to Las Vegas. So, sadly, Sean and Shivam, you guys didn't That's have a chance okay. to sign it. That's okay. I'll live. It means I haven't been able to draw Thyraxian symbols all over it, like I did on <laughs> most of the Dead Eyes. <laughs> yeah, the Dead Eyes are not only signed by Sean, but some of them have a Phyrexian watermark. I think some of them might have a rude word followed by the word modern on them as well. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's conceivable. And lucky folks will get a foil version of the playmat. A of foil play version mat. of the playmat? Oh, wait, wait, wait. L- yeah, super lucky folks will get a foil version of, of the playmat. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, whoa, 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 let me get in on this business. Almost 0% <laughs> of you will get. This offer is not good in the United States, contiguous territories, or other nations. <laughs> <laughs> holy crap i want a foil playmat now dude (laughs) i'm writing that down there's a child in kinshasa who's like oh i wanted my foil (laughs) playmat or really just some foil (laughs) well lucky folks won't get a won't get a foil version of the playmat maybe super lucky folks will get that but other lucky folks will get some normally lucky folks will get a foil version of either Gonfaro's Gift or Dead Eye Navigator. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk a moment about Ixalan to continue to tease our listeners about our spoiler card. There are a lot of good cards so far this set. What do we like? Like, pick one card. Well, as many of you guys know, every time I've been on this show... I've talked about the fact that I've been trying to build a Kiora desk for a million and one years. And <laughs> for a while yes. I was using Thrasios, but now uh, Ixalan has a really awesome new Simic Merfolk commander, Tishana, the Voice of Thunder. And I'm super excited to look at this card and actually try to finally build my deck. 
She's a star star because her power and toughness are each equal to the number of cards in your hand. But because she costs seven, you might be thinking that means it's going to be a zero zero when it comes into play. However, when she enters a battlefield, draw a card for each creature you control. But that means she's going to be a seven seven because I have to discard all my cards. Well, her second clause is, you have no maximum hand size, so all of your problems are solved, and because I love playing giant swarm decks, this is basically exactly the kind of card I'm looking for. <laughs> but you realize, if she enters the battlefield when you have zero creatures... <laughs> <sighs> if you're playing green-blue and have zero creatures, yeah, you're doing you've got wrong. bigger problems. <laughs> the art looks sick, though. It uh, feels like this should be in a Cadeli deck. Yeah, probably. I mean, I'm probably still going to use Thrasios and Cadeli. It's cool. Yeah. I mean, Tishana just says Thrasios. He's Trashios. Hey, no. (laughs) 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 That is terrible. I'm the one here to do terrible. I would like to imagine a world where all the merfolk in Ixalan are just like punny little. guppies please yeah (laughs) or piranha well the one i'm excited about is actually gishoth sun's avatar for five and red green white that's uh eight converted mana you get a legendary creature dinosaur avatar a seven six yeah trample vigilance haste and whenever Gishoth Sun's Avatar deals combat damage to a player, which is to say every time it attacks a player, reveal that many cards from the top of your library, put any number of dinosaur creature cards from among them onto the battlefield, and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Now they're going to have to release a lot of dinosaurs before this becomes viable in Commander, but I want a (laughs) giant dinosaur Commander. (laughs) Plus, this is the card that will get my daughter playing Magic. And so I'm super happy about that. The Pride Rex. That's pretty great. Yeah. Yep. That's really cool. I mean, this card is, it's just, it's like the greatest Timmy card in some time. Yeah. And I'm super excited for that as the, like, token Timmy here. Yeah, it looks like if they do enough dinosaurs, this could be hella fun. Yeah, you're pretty much going to have to, like, werewolf it out where you put every suboptimal dinosaur into the deck. Hey, man, because Fungusaur you just has been dinosaurs. waiting for his moment in the sun. Seriously. I saw that errata, and I'm like, oh, 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 oh that's funny. Dude, I loved, I loved that card back in 1994. Yeah. And I think it basically got the dinosaur mechanic in Rage already on it. So it's going <laughs> to be amazing. I wish just for the younger listeners, 1994 was a year... <laughs> Ask your grandparents. <laughs> Shut up, Sean. <laughs> hey. Gosh, darn it, you're only like a year younger than me anyways, buddy. Come That's on. true. <laughs> but I'm down with the kids, aren't I? <laughs> I thought there was a restraining order against that. <laughs> I'll have you know, I have UK government documentation that says I'm safe around children. <laughs> We're going to just keep on moving. It's true. So, Sean, (laughs) what card did you choose from all of those available from the Ixalan spoilers so far? So I looked at your two choices and said, yeah, typical. They went for the giant, massive casting cost, potentially huge green creatures, of course. Dude, I get to make dinosaur noises. Yeah. Okay, so what's your dinosaur (laughs) noise? Let's hear it. 
No, I'm not making it on the air. Just, <laughs> it's a very private matter. It's just one for you and your <laughs> wife, yeah. Um, <laughs> and she even gets to make merfolk noises, which sound like... Bloop, 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 bloop. I get to make primal amulet noises. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) true. Clink, clink. Ooh, that sounds old. Maybe made of shells. (laughs) And jade. And jade, yeah. Because when I think of South America, I think of jade. Actually, though, they do have quite a lot of jade and Jedi-style... like Aztec and uh, Mayan relics. There was actually a very uh, popular stone use. And when you see a lot of the older, like Mayan kind of jewelry and stuff, you see that a lot of it was made out of jade. And you can see a lot of that in Spanish museums now. (laughs) (laughs) I see what you did there. That's true. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So program it for mana, for an artifact. Instant sorcery spells you cast cost one less to cast. One generic, sorry, less to cast. Yeah. I mean, that's already pretty amazing. Yeah, that's really good. One of you cast an instant sorcery spell, put a charge counter on them. If there are four or more counts on it, you may remove those counts and transform it. Oh, yeah, this has got flip cards back in it, this set. Yeah. Ten of them. Always welcome. I like flip cards. Anyway, it turns into Primal Wellspring, which is a land. That's right, this artifact turns into a land. Uh, so it becomes really hard to kill. Tap, add one mana of any colour to your mana pool. That's already brilliant. When that mana is spent to cast an instant or sorcery spell, copy that spell and you may choose new targets for the copy. <laughs> hey, Rico, Holy... you want to land? <laughs> <laughs> like, how absurd is this card? <laughs> it's really crazy. Just to make it clear, that one manner of any color doesn't have to be used for instants and sorceries, but if it is, you get the copy. Oh my god, hear me out for a second. Let's say you've got uh, Pyromancer's Goggles and Primal Wellspring out, yeah. and somebody casts a spell, and then you pay one red from the Goggles and one red from the Wellspring to play Fork. Does that mean you now have three Forks? Yes, uh, you yes, can copy the original <laughs> that spell. That is so absurd. <laughs> you can copy the original spell an additional bunch of times. Well, yeah. yes, I would love to copy your, I don't know, anything. That must be, abs- <laughs> this is going to be so dumb. That was well said, Shivam. Well, I was, th- I was trying to remember what, like, music That's the kind of high-quality punditry that people have come to expect from this show. I got stuck <laughs> between Mizzix's Mastery and uh, whatever the Miracle Burninator card is. And uh, bonfire. bonfire of the Damned. Well, the thing is, dude, I don't play spells. I'm a creature guy. I was like, I what's spells. a spell to copy? Exactly. Bolt? I was thinking Kadama's Reach? Oh my god, three creatures. Cultivate if you're going outside of the box. <laughs> <laughs> that is also, did you notice the back of this primal wellspring has a weird symbol that basically looks like a helmet vomiting water out? It's kinda hilarious. <laughs> it's just this endless snake in a helmet oh, is going Blarg. Now I can't unsee it. It's the symbol on the primal amulet. Yeah, but it still yeah. looks like somebody wearing a Roman helmet. Just having a really bad lunch. Yeah, you're right. Actually, it does. <laughs> Shivam, Shivam, this will drive Phil and his weird conspiracy theories insane. It looks a bit like Ulamog's head. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it does. 
It actually looks like that fifteen fifteen worm from uh, Ravnica, but that's a different story. Wasn't Dude. Ula one of the secret merfolk gods? Oh. You saw the ship that they released, right? That super conquistadore ship. That it has tentacles a... on it. Emrakul confirmed. Oh, Emrakul confirmed for yep. for Exilon. <laughs> Acorazado del legion del crepusculo. Yeah. I wasn't even going the to Battleship of the Legion of the Twilight. Although, did you hear last episode? I rolled the R in Patron. Patron. Yeah, well. It's weird that the only one of the three hosts that actually has genuine Spanish heritage doesn't speak Spanish at all. No. <laughs> Me? I speak Spanish. You have Spanish heritage? No. Yes, no. I do. You, wait. My great-grandmother was Spanish. It's weird. Whenever I watch international soccer tournaments, I can support England, who suck. And when England get inevitably knocked out immediately, uh, I can switch to my second team, which happened to be Spain, one of the greatest soccer teams that have ever lived. (laughs) What a backup. Believe it or not, we have a preview card. (laughs) Yeah, we do. It's not as awesome as Primal Wellspring. But few cards are. Yeah, as as awesome as Primal Wellspring is, this one is not quite as awesome, but is pretty cool and kind of tricky. Sorry, the mechanics tell a really neat story, but before we get to the mechanics, we have a special song for you listeners from at Eldridge Calm on Instagram. So go to Instagram, go follow at Eldridge Calm. He does these really cool video blogs that are about a minute long, and they talk about Old school games, new school games, 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 and he has a hook. It starts with a song. He happens to be a really good friend of mine, and I knew that he could sing, so we asked him to sing an excellent song for us, and we gave him... He sang a really excellent song for us about our preview card. Let's take a minute to listen to this. Ladies and gentlemen, a Commander in Ixalan preview card song. Temptations Trove by Eldridge Calm. Yo, yo, Temptations Trove. Can you hear the sweet sirens a calling? Yo, yo, Enchantment's lure. Tis the Lord that all foes heed the calling. Three plus a red for the red kings of old. Filling oceans with manna that treasures bestow. Tap the pain of your greed at the end step behold. Tap the sacrifice, manna sweet treasure. Hatches, dead men, tales are told. Fifteen on a dead man's chest, buried down below. Opponents must attack you, red fury taking hold. Let's clash the planeswalkers to measure. Yo, yo, ho, temptations trove. 
Can you hear the sweet sirens a calling? Yo, yo, ho, enchantment's lure. Tis the lure that all foes heed the calling. Tis the lure that all foes heed the calling. Tis the lure that all foes heed the calling. That was incredible. When I first heard it, he was really uncertain if he should go down that route. And I said, Elge, that was perfect. So thank you very much, Eldridge. That is a fine introduction to our preview card. Sean, why don't you tell our listeners about our preview card? Our preview card is Trove of Temptation. Three and a red for an enchantment. It's an uncommon from Ixalan. Each opponent must attack you or a planeswalker you control with at least one creature each combat, if able. (laughs) Yes, I know, there's more, so don't worry before you say that's terrible. At the beginning of your end step, create a colourless treasure artifact token with tap, sacrifice this artifact, add one mana of any colour to your mana pool. Interesting. Less obviously <laughs> powerful than the Kaidelis we've spoiled before. Yes, we we may have had a more powerful preview card in the last month. Let's say. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> and wizards may have heard my plea to have a preview card that doesn't have green in its casting cost and ironically <laughs> gave me one without blue or black. <laughs> the thing is, though... In the right deck, you could probably do some really fun and interesting things with this, but it's just it's very challenging in our format because so many people have, you know, ye old Blightsteel sitting around, and that's not something you want them to attack you with. Or, you know, you don't want to invite Emrakul for dinner. I'm going to counterpoint that slightly. If someone's got a Blightsteel or an Emrakul around, they're probably going to be attacking you anyway. Fair. So I don't think Trove does it. It's when everyone's got those uh, things like early game, because you want this early game to try and get the mana advantage, don't you? And it's Red Ramp, which is all right. I can't complain about Red Ramp. Yeah. But it's when everyone's got those little Sakura tribe elders, Burnished Elks. Um, They've dropped their Eternal Witnesses down to reuse their Cultivates. It's when all those little guys start chipping away at you early doors and you're like, oh, is this worth the extra mana a turn? Well, you better be meeting them with teeth, right? I mean, I might put this in... Um, sorry, just a quickie. I, I might put this in my Brayer deck that's trying to win with mechanized production because those treasure artifacts oh, will yeah. win the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get to that a little bit later. Really, you want to try to meet them with teeth if you're going to pull them early game right you want to pull all of the little bobs you know the little zero ones the what is it what is that vampire that uh vampire blood artist yeah all their little early elves and everything yeah and force them to attack because they're going to be sitting there in their combat step with like one little creature (laughs) and then they can't well the birds they could at least tap to save it but these others, they can't just tap to save it. And so you they send their little guys, their little creatures, at your solemn simulacrum, right? <laughs> and you just one. eat it alive. Or anything with random first strike, double strike E type right. abilities. Right. And you like any random vigilant first strike guy is just gonna sit here and go, Hello, please come join the party. Yeah. Or like if you're playing old school green and you've got like, you know, 
your Thicket Basilisk-esque effect, your Death Touchers, your what are the spiders, and they just sit there and run into this and just go, ouch, and you start just taking them out. You knock down their game, and you get a free treasure token at the end of the turn, yeah. regardless of whether they attack you or not, which is pretty cool. Yeah, so you kill a utility creature early game, early and even mid-game. You kill a utility creature, and then you get a treasure at the end of it. Now, late game, it could be a little bit of a problem, and that's where you maybe want to be prepared by either having bigger teeth because you're in red, which means you're probably in green because you should be. And uh... <laughs> I refute that statement. <laughs> and and so you're meeting them with cards like the new Sun Crowned Hunters, right? A or six any big dinosaurs four. or dragons or right. things that you would have ramped into with those treasure tokens. Yeah, or even if you have a stuffy doll out, you want to meet them, you know, you want to throw that in their way. And then they attack with some big, you know, five, five, six, six, seven, seven, whatever, and hit have to attack with it, and they hit the stuffy doll. That's uh, pretty sweet. And if you have the brand new card treasure map that's flipped over, you can tap and sacrifice a treasure to draw a card. And so all of these extra treasure tokens at the late game will just turn into extra bonus cards. Yeah, assuming you don't have something to do with the five or like six treasure tokens mana, laying yeah. around. No, I mean, I think I think there's things you could do with this that are interesting. You just have to be very careful because it says, it doesn't say they can only attack you with one creature. It says at least. At so least. if they just happen to have a swarm sitting there, you're going to be like, oh no. <laughs> this is the kind of card I would look at with, uh, with Rith and just be like, sure, okay, I'll attack you with Rith. Or one of my, oh, no. my saplings. Oh no, I have to attack it. You mean, it's red mana ramping, but I like the artifact bit. There's things you can do with the fact they're artifact tokens. Yeah. That's what... Yeah. Now, what would you do? You mentioned one of them. It's similar to the Riku... What is it? Uh, the Clues deck. Riku's Clues, yeah. You can do all sorts of it. So anything that keys off you needing lots of artifacts would do really well with it. Mechanical... The, Me- mechanized production. Which if you have... X amount of a set of the same artifact, you win. Eight. Eight. Eight is the magic number, yeah. So that's a blue enchantment. And red and blue and black and white, I guess, if you're playing Brea, uh, are the artifact combo colors. So there's loads of ways to do it. There's a new card in Ixalan that allow you to win with this card as well, which is Revel in Riches. Uh, whenever a creature an opponent controls dies, create a colors. Treasure, artifact token with tap, sacrifice, artifact, tap one mana of any colors your mana pool, which we know. But at the beginning of your upkeep, if you control 10 or more treasures, you win the game. Yeah, pretty cool. And you'll notice how well Revel and Riches and our preview card, Trove of Temptation, work together because of the fact that when a creature your opponent controls dies, you get that treasure. And Trove of Temptation is forcing them to attack you with at least one. <laughs> so <laughs> if you right. happen to have a good enough wall or big enough dudes then you can start just eating their creatures with your giant dinosaur that's sitting there and start getting double the treasures a turn. And if you happen to have something like, you know, the sun-crowned hunters that we mentioned, you're pinging your opponent for three a turn anyways with the enrage abilities. And it can just kind of skyrocket. This is a really interesting build-around card. Yeah, It's not going to be a card you just throw into a deck, but if you think about it and work around it, you can do some pretty amazing things. And there are some ways you can get the benefit without having to suffer the disadvantage, right? By building a great big pillow fort. You know it. 
You don't often think of red as a pillow fort color, but it's there, you know, with the Raging River and a couple of other cards like that. Plus the punishment cards for attacking you in the first place. Yeah, and if you tie it with white, then you can get all of those awesome cards that just say, like, you know, you have to pay two to attack me. Or you can use the artifact and snaring bridge and say creature with power greater than the number of cards in my hand Ah. can't attack. Yeah, that's a good and one. And if you're playing red, you're not going to have a ton of cards in your hand anyways, because God knows that's a problem with red. So you might as well turn that into an advantage. And you could, there's like interesting kind of combo mechanics you can do to build an alt-win condition. You would probably just need to have some kind of tutor mechanism. So you would probably want to have white in there to be able to get your enchantments and your artifacts into play. And then once you do that, you can just sit there, build up treasure tokens and win. I'd have black for tutor personally, and then you can go get your reveling riches as well. Fair. If only there was a black, white, red combination. <laughs> if only, mm. if only there were one that had just recently surged in popularity. But you know, there's a lot of vampires in that combination, and vampires aren't going to be a feature in black or white in this Ixalan set. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's uh, almost like they uh, worked at the same company when they made these sets. Serendipitous <laughs> indeed. So let's not sugarcoat this too much. Now, it's a really interesting build-around-me card. It kind of facilitates other strategies sort of related to it. But it's a difficult-to-use card. I've been imagining using this and building a Treasures Matter. We haven't seen the rest of the set, but there are already a couple of cards that create more treasure tokens. So I think you could make a sort of gold-themed fluff deck with... Makar. Not sure who the commander would be, but oh, it would have yeah, King Makar yeah. in it, Hedonist Troll, Guild, which is makes gold tokens as well, which do the same as treasure tokens, may I note. Well, they don't do exactly the same. Gold tokens don't tap. And because the gold tokens don't tap, that means that if you were playing oh, yeah. in standard, you could use gold tokens for improvise from the last oh. set to get 2x mana instead of 1. And they realized probably really quickly how busted that was, which is why we have treasure tokens instead of just uh, gold tokens. Yeah. Well, there is something I wouldn't have picked up. She made that not on my side podcast standard in. (laughs) (laughs) And then modern in. I'm still working on legacy and vintage. F that show. Haven't gotten there yet. (laughs) Are you go? Are you? Contemplating whether to launch Frontierin or not. Frontierin, tiny leaders, in. Oh my god! So <laughs> tiny leaders. I moved to Liverpool not so long ago. There's a, a magic scene. There's not really a commander scene. There's a massive, and I mean like twelve regular players, tiny leaders regular weekly meetup group. No oh my. Congratulations! I found, you found them. literally all of them. I said, I found the people playing this format. Why are they in my town? (laughs) (laughs) Darn it. Like, come on, guys. There's a proper format. You could be doing this, but with actual cards. It's like, no, we like our not having to think above the number three. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Man, people talk to me about Tiny Leaders all the time, and I'm just like, Tiny Leaders is off playing Frontier, and that's where you will find them. Incidentally, there is a creature, uh, a legend in uh, Ixalan, Captain Lannery Storm, a two, two, for two and a red, who's a human pirate that has uh, treasure matters on her. 
Like when you uh, attack with her, you create a treasure token. And when you sacrifice a treasure, she gets plus one plus oh. So you could use her with this card, presumably in the same deck, to get your treasure bonus if you weren't trying to win by having a lot of treasure in play. Mm. That's true. But because she's mono red, she can be the commander for a deck that would have this Trove of Temptation in it. If you're playing a mono red treasure deck, and Godspeed if you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good luck oh. with that. How you got into that particular little draft corner case, you know <laughs> what? <laughs> you don't have to share those details. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, look, man, we all lose bets sometimes. <laughs> Like, mono-red commander is already a dicey proposition, but mono-red specific treasure matters commander, that's a lot of, that's a lot of uh, filler cards. You're really thing. reaching. <laughs> <laughs> like, good luck. Good luck. I think it's fair to say this card is not as um, flashy as some of our previous preview cards. But, but it, it's, it's really interesting, and I think it uh, leads to a lot of interesting... Uh, directions for this set to go and I think by itself it may not be the card you want but in conjunction with a bunch of other new cards from Ixalan and Rivals of Ixalan you might be able to do something really cool with it so I look forward to seeing the rest of the set yeah it's a very much a Johnny set yeah I mean I look forward to seeing the rest of the set to see how we can maximize this card but I think a mechanical production a mechanized production is a really good idea yeah, especially is. since you just stick it onto a treasure token. You yeah. don't even need to put it on a treasure token. You can put it on like a dock stealing or something like that. Oh, fair. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, if you want to hose this card, so if somebody starts playing this and doing something horribly abusive with it, like we've sort of been suggesting, you know, if it's a Riku of Clue Reflections that also now has a treasure sub-theme, you can totally hose this card by playing Falter Effects. That's named after the first card, Falter, with this thing where it says Creatures Without Flying cannot block this turn. And the most recent card, I think the most recent card, certainly the one that made the most impact, get it, is Seismic Stomp uh, for <sighs> one in a red. <laughs> I'm full of them tonight. How about that? Mm. And that's, again, Creatures Without Flying cannot block this turn. So there are also some effects where you can cause a point of damage in red, of course, and the, the creature that has taken that point of damage can't block. So other ways to hose treasure... Uh, treasure trove. It's not treasure trove. Trove of temptation. Yes. Um, You could donate it to someone with Zedra. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If I was playing against it, I would say, well, there's a really good... My opponent who's played trove has given me a really good political tool. I can just sit there to people and, like, just remind you, you have to attack uh, him or her with one of your creatures. And that normally annoys people. It means they have to use their activation sooner, puts them slightly, very slightly, on tilt. That big creature might be going over there. Gives you a, a little political tool to play with. Yeah, there are ways... It's kind of corner casey, and this probably won't see a lot of play in Magic, but when it does, it's going to be an awful fun card. Indeed. Well, that's our preview card for Ixalan. Remember to let us know in the comments section wherever you're listening to this what you think of the episode, what we missed, if you have any really good cards that this thing combos with. We'd love to hear all about it, so please take the time to do that. 
Also, since this will be on YouTube, don't forget to comment and rate and subscribe. Yes, do that. And I will check the European iTunes. I am on to you people. Where's our five-star rating? <laughs> Remember, friends, the more people who rate and subscribe to our show, the more people that can find our show later through the miracles of algorithms. And we absolutely want to spread this message of joy and commander to as many people <laughs> as we can. And you guys can help us do that, both by telling your friends and by leaving really good reviews. So listeners, we're going to be pre-recording the outro from now on to save us a little bit of time and to give you more interview time when we have guests or if we're doing a, a game. So we'll end this episode with Sean taking us out. And that's our show. Mm. If you'd like to support the show, and we really need it, don't forget to comment, rate, subscribe on YouTube. Give us a five-star rating wherever you get your podcasts, or head on over to patreon.com slash commanderandmtg and drop a buck a show on us. For about the price of a cup of coffee each month, you can really make a difference for the show. Special thanks to Nate Burgess for our theme song, Mr. Picto and Kelly for the logo, Graham and Jesse, our tech whizzes, and of course, Justin for the server space. You can reach us by searching for Commander in MTG pretty much anywhere. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at Commander in MTG. And individually on Twitter, I am at Ketjack. I am at Copena26. And I'm at Girapuri Gears. As always, thanks for listening. Yeah, I was reading through the reviews on Podbay FM, which I do occasionally. And we've got all five-star reviews on Podbay FM, bar two. And they just made me smile. So the first non-five-star review, guys, a three-star review, which says that um, he unsubscribed when episode 63, because we started talking about real-world politics and... That makes him sad. And episode 63, I looked back through, was your first appearance, Shivam. Surprise of the century. Yeah, so... And Wait, then the second... Uh, that was... Someone called Better Music is their username on Podbay. There's someone that... There's, we had three three-star reviews and everything else is five-star. Someone just uh, thinks we uh, don't talk about magic enough. That's fine. But this one made me laugh a lot. This is by... G1 Gas. Uh, now, this must have been recorded before she even joined the cast full times, but I'll read it to you. A decent podcast is the title of the review. Three stars. I have listened to every episode of this podcast, and whilst it's been mostly an enjoyable experience, I've found that any attempt to support or socialise with certain members of the cast have been mostly negative experiences. Uh. Not a horrible podcast, but if you're considering supporting Sean and Nate, the cost of supporting Phil is just too high. <laughs> yeah. No, that was from, <laughs> that was definitely after Shivam came on, because that was Austin. <laughs> Austin also 
gave us recently a one-star review somewhere. God bless these people. Oh, but Phil, what... I, the question, I have a follow-up question. What is the cost of supporting Phil? I'd like you just to let the listeners know so they can judge themselves whether it's too high or not. <laughs> well, also supporting me, let's see. Also supporting you, and me, and Nate, who's not on the show anymore. <laughs> I eat a lot of food, Sean. I eat a lot of food. I breathe many, many gallons of air every single day. And the cost is incredible. Just absolutely incredible. It's it's mind-boggling. Also, that thing you have to do, you have to be very flexible. Yeah. Very, very flexible. And a little bit pain-tolerant, too, but, you know, I'm game. My favorite review out of all these was a, a very quick one. It, it's... It's only six words. Uh, great podcast by Timothy. Five-star rating. Not always accurate, but always entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> that one genuinely made me smile. <laughs> That's oh. us. Actually, guys, you know what I just realized? What? Yes. The irony of what you just read. Episode 63, my first uh, appearance on the show was almost exactly one year ago from the day we're recording. It came out on September 8th, 2016. Oh, that's crazy. That's pretty funny. We can just, you know, ignore all of those episodes you weren't here and just celebrate a year of you on the podcast. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Just Shivam highlights reel. I think what we should do <laughs> is use this great podcast tagline. And we are commander in. Not always accurate, but always but entertaining. always entertaining. <laughs> I, I love it. <laughs> That's amazing. All right, gentlemen. Yeah, let's stop recording.